I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. You're listening to Achtung Law, broadcasting from the beautiful South Berlin. Hopefully we've got no time, none of us have got no time to feel sorry for ourselves and for sure the, the spell that, that kills us today, which is what, a five minute spell and, and a couple of errors, it's, it's fatal for us in terms of the result, so we have to acknowledge it, but we're not going to dwell on it because when you've, when you've got a, an opponent at the level of Ipswich coming to, to town, you, you can't waste time on, on the last game too much, but certainly we have to... There needs to be an edge about this group now because we're, we're in a position that we don't want to be in, um, obviously in terms of the league table and in terms of our run of form, not even so much performances, but the, the run of results. You know, I just said in there that we've not been well beaten for a long time, whether that be a big scoreline like some of the other teams in the league have, have been on the end of, a big scoreline or a real absolute battering from minute one to 90. We've not been on the end of that for a long time now, but... We've been on the end of too many of these where, oh, it was good there, good first half, got the first goal, but then don't hang on to it. And we need to break that and we need to start doing it soon. Hello, dear listeners. Welcome, one and all. Welcome to Akadang Millwall, number one Millwall podcast. That was, of course, the voice of Joe Edwards speaking in the immediate aftermath of yesterday's disappointing, yet again, defeat up there at Coventry, the Building Society Arena. A five-minute spell killed us, as Joe says, and it certainly did yesterday. Um, we are staring down the barrel of a relegation fight, dear listeners. Make no bones about it. Results are inexorably creeping up on us. We haven't now won for God knows how long. And a damning statistic, which was a graphic that appeared on the Sky TV coverage, which I watched yesterday, was the number of points dropped from winning positions, such as um, yesterday. Only Swansea with 23 have dropped more points than Millwall with 21. I do believe that Joe Edwards' um, long-term aims are the right ones for the club. I think he does have the tools to um, produce a higher class of football in the long run. But in the short term, which is where we are all living at the moment, we've got to start getting some results and we've got to stop giving away easy points like we did yesterday. Gift-wrapped, bows on top. Um, We had... Let's have a look at the starting eleven before we continue, listeners. This yesterday's uh, starting eleven, which I thought on paper was a pretty good starting eleven. In all honesty, Sarkic in goal, backline of Cooper, Harding, and Tanganga on the wing backs on the left side. Joe Bryan, Danny Mack on the right. In front of them, Casper De Noor, George Honeyman. A good start for Romanesi, score of, of our goal yesterday. Uh, Zian Fleming and Obafemi up front. Um, now that was a good, good looking. 11. I didn't have any complaints. I didn't read many complaints about that online. 
Um, and in all honesty, we started brilliantly. The Sky Television commentators were forced to admit Mill have been brilliant. I've got their words written down on my notes yesterday. Um, fairly flaky uh, moment where Sarkic actually made a really, really strong save and uh, Coventry contrived to hit the post twice on on four minutes. Uh, we dodged the bullet there, that's for sure. But um, the football afterwards was fantastic. Shot from Oberfemi on eight. Um, SS goal on 11, which was a really nice move down the left, I believe. Um, ball forwards to, to Fleming, who cut inside and it found its way through to Romano, who really put it away with a plomb. With authority, a slight deflection, but we'll take it. 1-0, and we were looking really good. A second chance for Oberfemi then fell his way, which really should have been put away by him. Um, the two-goal cushion might have made a difference for us. But we do have a habit, a, uh, a destructive habit, of allowing um, our foots to come off the gas pedal as the half wore on. Co Coventry were reeling, really, after that early spell, but they did have, uh, and many teams in this league, I find have a way of clawing their way back into a game when you think they were on, you know, like a boxer taking a shot to the chin, but they somehow managed to gather their senses and claw their way back in. And the second half, unfortunately, was pretty much um, Coventry dominated. Um, though that said, that said, we were still leading 1-0 at the 65th minute mark when silly errors start to creep into the game, and that's what's giving the, uh, the game away, as Joe Edwards has said there and the penalty conceded on 65 was um an error an error on tanganga um put away well by the uh eight million pound striker haji Wright. um i know views vary on his merits but he was pretty good yesterday i thought put away for one each uh, from the penalty spot and then we just went to pieces listeners and four minutes later with two one down um no defense whatsoever allows coventry to run through from midfield um, and again, Haji Wright finds the ball at his feet and he puts it away. Should Sarkic have done better? Big debate online. We'll come back to that question later, perhaps. Um, and that was that. Another chance shortly afterwards. But otherwise, largely speaking, we weren't far out of it, but we've contrived to give points away where the situation should have been in our favour. And that's 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 um, that's damning, unfortunately. Whether it's damning on the squad or damning on Joe Edwards is probably the, the nub of the question. That's what we're going to try and look at. And I dare say, in today's voicemails, that that point will be made. But before we go into the voicemails, I'm going to take you first to a conversation I had with Matt Webb, who went up there yesterday. Well done to Matt and all the 800, incidentally, that went up there for that unearthly 12 noon kickoff. So let's go over now to Matt Webb. I recorded this yesterday as soon as he got back from, from Coventry. So... Following Matt, we'll go to the voicemails. Achtung, Mailball. Huge welcome on the show now to Matt Webb, who literally has just got home after a tortuous journey across the country from Coventry after that 2-1 loss earlier today. Matt, well done for going, mate. That sounds like a mirror of a journey you've had home, mate. Yeah, uh, good afternoon, good evening, uh, listeners and yourself, Nick. Yes, absolute egg of a journey home with... Uh, Landslides galore between rugby and Coventry. <laughs> oh, the things the things we all do for Millwall, dear listeners. Um, Matt, what a what a strange game today was. Um, I, I mean, we we'll start off with the positive. I want to start with the positives because the negatives probably going to occupy a fair chunk of time. But um, I thought the way we started that first half, the the lineup I liked, and the way we started out in the opening. Um, 
20 minutes-ish, I thought we were looking fantastic. There were, I mean, obviously a goal from Roman Essay and the way we were taking the game to Coventry, I thought we were looking in that kind of blistering form that now exists only in memory against Middlesbrough, but it all went south after that, mate, didn't it? No, it was um, it was a really positive start. I mean, getting a corner after 25 seconds, and we're having a chance really after 20-odd seconds, and yeah. really starting the game on the front foot. No, it was... um, The Coventry didn't lay a glove on us. Um, We did our homework well, personally. Um, going forward... They didn't. Ex- they didn't expect. They probably didn't expect us to be as aggressive as we were. Um, the link-up play between SA and Obafemi was really good. Um, ZN on the left really was quite encouraging. Um, Honeyman coming from midfield, you know, it, it it was really good. And then, then from the backs, like from the some sort like from the backside of it, like we doubled up on the the Japanese fella who is no doubtably one of their most dangerous players and. You know, we yeah. we kept him quiet, and then and then even going back further, Sarkic pulled off an absolute. I mean, from our angle, it was an, it was a great great save. I mean, it was a double save. Well, it, we found out it was a save, then hit on the post. But obviously, from that initial point, it was it was having a it was having a great game at the back. So everything was in a plus point from like from from the first 20, 25 minutes, uh, if I'm honest with you, Nick, and it was really enjoyable to watch. Yeah, I thought it was an open game. I mean, there was that strange um, four minutes. That's where the uh, Coventry had their chance. As you say, we had a, a very quick start, but then Coventry had a chance where they seemed actually hit the post twice. So element of luck there. We rode our luck there. But otherwise, I thought we were looking pretty sharp. Some nice movement. There was a ball, Matt, and I don't know what view you had of it from your end, I'm going to guess, but there was a ball that... Honeyman played that you know if 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 you'd have seen Kevin De Bruyne's name attached to it, you'd have said wow you know that's 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 the next level. It was a beautiful cross, and I think um, Danny Mac wasn't it? I think yeah, Danny Mac was put in, and and we went close. So Buffemi, beautiful ball. So that's the positives, I suppose. Um, But as as we have so often, um, we go off the boil and. Bit by bit, um, Coventry weren't creating many chances, but they they clawed their way back into it, didn't they? Across the first half. Well, from what from what I saw, um, I thought they started to override midfield a lot. Um, and as much as I've just praised, as I say, Honeyman in that midfield role going mm. forward, I thought he left Casper uh, Denor very much isolated in that central midfield and role, and it was kind of like I felt that like Casper was doing three people's jobs. Um, in that central midfield, and he was just getting overrun. And um, overall, as soon as they like the game progressed, you could just see that Coventry were coming back into it. And like I say, they had some, they had some, um, they, they didn't have many chances in that first half. Um, the one obviously after four minutes, but then they had that that free kick again. Sarkic tipped over really well. But yeah, yeah, I think we we did we did hold them out until half time. Rode our luck a little bit, which granted it was good. But I mean, even the eight hundred in, in in the away end just now, like all we've said, like we can't rest on these laurels here. Like a one 0 at half time, fantastic. But you know full well a team like Coventry who, who do score goals for fun were going to come out second half and really have a good go at us. And unfortunately, that's what exactly what they did. So it proved. Um, yeah, I mean, I thought we were good value at half time. You're right. I mean, we had one or two moments where the fortune played its part, but largely speaking, um, we were defending well. The the co-commentator on Sky, 
And I've noticed words down exactly said that at one point, about halfway into the first half, Millwall have been brilliant. Mm. I thought I've never, that's a long while since I've heard that that phrase uttered on the media. Millwall have been brilliant, but as you say, the second half was a bit of a different story. Um, I thought Coventry were start. I mean, they, they were looking frustrated, Matt. I mean, they were they were, they were getting chances, shots on goal, and um, decent saves and so on. But you know, to get that far into the game, half almost at the halfway point before we gave away the penalty, it was really frustrating by Mill because it, it was in the a kind of a mental collapse once the penalty was conceded. We went to pieces and the game was lost. And I find that I find that really frustrating, if I'm honest. I think frustrating for you at the 800. Absolutely. I mean, I, I personally thought that it, it changed the moment when the subs were made. Um, we all saw that SA was... Well, I mean, let's get wrong. He was blowing a little bit and, you know, he hasn't had full 90 minutes. Yeah. He still hasn't. And to be on the yellow card as well, um, I think yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that played a part in having him subbed. Obafemi, again, I think I said it on the voice note last week that he had 45. It's all about game time for him. He had 45 against Hull. He's had 65 today. So, you know, he's getting more and more minutes yeah. under his belt, which only could be beneficial to the, to the boy. And he had to come off. And I totally agree. What I probably would have, what I thought was the subs were the, the changing point because I thought if, if you take an SA off, I honestly thought Savile would have been a great replacement for him and then push Honeyman forward. And then you got the Savile and the, the door centre-half parent again. That would have probably yeah. tightened it up a little bit. And and I, and I because he didn't do that and he put Watmore on, and probably that's uh, another topic of discussion, um, and, and Bradshaw, <laughs> um, it, it kind of like kept the game too open in my eyes. You're 1-0 up and you've got 25 minutes of the game left. Let's just let's game manage this. Let's 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 just sort of play the game out. Let's go row it. Yeah, let's go row yeah, it. Yeah, let's be boring for twenty minutes. I don't care as long as we get either three or worst case scenario one point out of the game. It's more than what other teams would have got at, at the uh, the, re, the the Rico Arena. That's for certain. But but we didn't, and um, the penalty was given. Now I don't know what it looked like on telly. It was right in front of me, and I, you know, I think it wasn't a penalty. But in where the referee was positioned, I think. He had no option to give it, so yeah. I mean, they zoomed in on it. It, it touched. It, it touched him. I mean, oh, gonna, right. players are going to go over. Um, and they said on the, uh, the you know the, the panel on the TV said that yeah you're going to get those. So I, I don't know. There's much cause for complaint. Um, what do you make of Tanganga? I mean, I, I, I think um, I'm, I'm mixed at the moment from what I'm seeing. I mean, he hasn't got an awful lot of quality support around him. Um, but equally, I'm not sure that he's quite the um, the messiah that maybe some thought we were signing um, when he came to us. If you were to give me Tanganga with three months of playing, then possibly mm. I would have been a bit more optimistic. But again, it's it's exactly, it's, the, it's that word again, it's game time. He had... He went out to Germany and didn't play. So he's, no, pretty, no. He's, he's probably got four months worth of catch-up and he's doing it at Millwall. Now, do you want... Do, do, we've run, we've sort of like rolled the dice and said, right, well, come and join us, but you need to get Matt Sharp quite quicker than you think because we are in a relegation scrap. And, well, we are now. And, yeah, and he, he seems to... He, he, I, I do like him. That's the thing. And he's got something about him and he's strong and he's quick and he's agile, but he's also got that error in him. And unfortunately... Because of the name of who he is and where he's come from and what he's played in, i.e. the Champions League, if he makes an error, it's probably more 
president than if someone like the Wes Hardings or the Jake Cooper or the Jakes, yeah, yeah, would make. Yeah. So yeah. I can see where I can see where everyone's coming from, but no, he he is a good player, but like I said, he's he's about three or four months behind the curve on on game time. That's for certain, and. How do you do? How how will you improve that? Well, the only way you're going to improve that is unfortunately by playing. But you need the players around him to know that this is the situation, and be switched on um, about it. So, yeah. but it is is. But he's just one of, let's say, the three back three that are just making ongoing mistakes um, at the moment. Individual it's, errors. Yeah. A lot of people on online talking about individual errors. Yeah. Costing, and they're correct. They're correct. I mean, the the, the two the second goal. To go two one, nah. um, I mean the, the the break forward. The the, the guy seemed to have the, an, almost the freedom of Coventry this time, wasn't the freedom of Bermondsey last week um, and freedom of Coventry this time to run through the middle of the of the park, no no resistance at all. And again, that's that's got to be from a Joe Edwards point of view. That's got to be really really soul destroying, Matt, to watch that happen. Um, and a, a decent finish by an eight million pound striker, incidentally, listeners. Um, not that you know, not that, that that makes any difference in the end, but he's he, he put the ball away as you would have expected, and that's it, 2 1. Uh, and we looked all over the place at that point, mate. I thought, no, absolutely. And I mean, we was all shouting that like, Jake should have just just put a leg through him and just take the booking, take the booking, and just yeah. you know, put him down. But again, it, it you're right, it but it stems from that, like I said, the it, it came from the middle of the park where you have you have two midfielders that shore up the space. Then you actually have Cooper that, like I said, just asked him to go past him. And then, okay, I'm like, Sarkis is probably getting a few pelts, but, you know, he, should, he could have done better. Don't get me wrong, but this is one of the better games I've seen him play. He, uh, it was, he had to get down quick, but when you've got a player who is of that value, he's not going to side foot that in without pace and with power. He's going to, he hit that quite hard and, to get for him, to yeah. keep it to get down that quick, he's he's got to take something. So yes, Sarkic got done on his near post, and his positioning could have been a lot better. A, he shouldn't have gone through the midfield. B, he shouldn't have gone through Jake Cooper. And C, you know, he he it was a good quality bottom corner finish. So, you know, it, it, I, 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 I just I mean, think that, that someone should have taken the yellow for that one on the lads just to put him down and let him know, put a mark on him. Sarkic got a hand to it. I don't know. There's many goalkeepers that would have got much better um, on it. I don't know. Mm. Um, I think there's a lot of um, desire or need for there to be scapegoats online. You probably haven't seen much of the reaction as yet, Matt. But, um, you know, a lot of people are questioning Joe Edwards and and the squad, the spine of the squad, their ability to or or not to to take the pressure. You know, there's a tendency to fold in in tight situations. I mean, we are in a relegation fight now, Matt. I, I, you know, you look at the, the league table, we are four points off of Queen's Park Rangers who are in the third relegation spot. So we've got to start finding some results very, very soon, really. We've got, um, what's it, eight, uh, 46 games. That's so 15 games to, to go now. We've, I think we need to get certainly to the mid-40s in points total, as close as we can to 50 to have any certainty of survival um we've got to start looking at fixtures a bit like Charlton used to do when they're in the uh back in the olden days a long while ago when they were a successful club they used to divide the season into games they can win and games they can write off I think we've got to approach it in the same way I think Kenny Jackett used to do that Nick as well he used to he used to take it in chunks of 10 I recall um yeah, yeah. but 
I think this week's massive, if I'm honest with you, mate. I, I think we can't have nothing but minimum four points between the next two home games. Um, Ipswich and Sheffield. Yeah, uh, I mean, Wednesday. okay, Ipswich are are up there. You know, they're having a little mini wobble at the moment. But, you know, it's, there's no harm in... There'd be no, like, sort of harshness of getting a point off them. And then Sheffield is a must-win. It's it, There's no, there's no if buts about it. It is a must-win game next Saturday. So, if we can get four more points in the next two games, and then we go into Southampton, and well, well 2,700 of us can actually just pray. Um, and, and then... Um, <laughs> And then we've got Watford at home after that, which, again, Watford can blow hot and cold. So, you know, they're, they're, the fixtures looking ahead, mate, yeah, we've, we've got a stinker of a, of a set coming up, but it's just how we, we apply ourselves. And I think, yes, Joe Edwards, he does, he's getting, as I say, he's getting a lot of flack. And it's because maybe because of the style he the style he wants to play and also he's, his, he's insisting on the style yeah, yeah and it's inexperience yeah. of management I think someone who's in the back back room or on the bench with him who's been with a couple of managers and you know at, need to pull him to one side and say look we've done well over the last few years based on let's be honest on hard work and like grinding, think, grinding yeah. out yeah, yeah. ain't to do with the fact that we're flair and we're trying to ping the ball about we just need to include that, okay? We need to just bring back that little bit of grit and determination and let's just see it over line. Once we get to like the, the, the 45, I mean, I'm still hoping 50 as well, um, point mark, then we can start saying, right, well, let's look at the technical ability of what we can do. Because at the end of the day, these boys need to know that we're in one hell of a dogfight at the moment. And and as I say, the next, next four or five games, um, are absolutely crucial because they're not coming. They're not coming any easier for us. I mean, who have we got? We got the likes of Southampton, Ipswich, Watford, Ipswich, Le- um, Leeds, Wednesday, Blackburn. Yeah, yeah. You know, then and yeah. then we get past them, and then we've got like your your Huddersfields and your Rotherhams um, and and Swansea's and and, and, and mid table teams. But we just but then we don't want the damage to be done by them. We need to make sure that we can grind out the next six results in a positive way. Yeah. Well, they're on those those games are on my. I've, I've made a list, listeners. I, I've, I've named it. I did. I forgot jacket and boy similar techniques, but I've, I've named it the Kerbishley method, which sounds like a birth control kind of um, you know technique. <laughs> um, but Sheffield, Sheffield Wednesday, Blackburn away, uh, Watford at home, Birmingham at home, and then in April Rotherham away, Huddersfield away, Cardiff and Plymouth. Those are games we we cannot afford to get beaten. We really, really, really need results when you get wins from those games, if nothing else. Absolutely, um, and then hopefully that will claw us as close as possible to um, to, to the high forties. Um, but Matt, before I let you go, mate, you've, you've had a long journey. Um, I mean, I, I just wanted to get your view on this. There's there's a there's a kind of like a myth that does the rounds that somehow relegation gives you a chance to clear out and start again. I think it would be catastrophic for us. Someone said that on on Twitter. How do how do you see it? I, I think it's to be avoided at all costs. Personally, um, well, I. I mean, after listening to you and Fizz on, um, I think it was Friday, I, I totally agree with what you chaps were saying. And relegation's not an option. Um, yes, maybe a few years ago when we had Holloway and Harris book, took in and, and he brought the kids through because he came through the 23s, it, it looked yeah. good and we built from, again, from the depth. But I think where the golfing class 
award uh, in between League One and Championship is is getting bigger. Like going down and coming back up is not a given. Um, no, from, it's not. From, Far from it. Like if we're attracting the likes of your Obafemis, your Tangangas, your your, your Brian's, your Denors, and 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 and, and so on and so forth. They won't want to come and watch us play against Oxford away next year. End of. <laughs> Let's be honest. They don't want, but they they'd rather go to a uh, I don't know a, a, a yeah. Swansea that is going to play Cardiff in a in a heated atmosphere. But so you know, for for that point of view, we we need to be in this league to really start again, reset, but reset in the championship. And also from from a commercial point of view as well, Nick, you won't. You know, it's great that you know we 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 laugh and joke about the group on corner that we've got, and yeah, and, and, and I mean there, there was some, there was yeah. some, there yeah. some foreign fans with us to, in front of us today, and they were all having a laugh and a giggle. But they won't be attracted to Millwall Football Club if we are playing Malcolm or, or, or whoever. They, they of course they won't. No, you know, no, no. so you know, it's not from a footballing point of view, but from a commercial and business point of view, relegation's not an option. It's um, unfortunate, and if we do go down, it's it it won't be catastrophic, but it won't be as easy as popping back up in the league. That's for certain, Nick. One hundred percent. Well said, Matt. Mm. Matt, I'm going to let you let you have an evening now, mate. I really appreciate you taking time out to speak to us. Big thank you, and also the eight hundred that went up there, eight hundred plus, Matt, went up there, and good support. It came over well on TV. So well done, everybody. It went well done to you, Matt. Big thank you for joining us. Yep. Cheers, Nick, and uh, thanks for everyone. And we'll uh, let's hope for uh, a bit of romance on Wednesday night, not with wife, but with Millwall getting three points. So <laughs> <hope> we score. <laughs> Achtung Millwall works in partnership with PunditGames.co.uk, the number one football trivia game. If you're looking for the perfect present for the football head in your life, then you need the number one football trivia ball game, which is at PunditGames.co.uk. A terrific game. It's uh, basically you answer five questions in a row, all sorts of football genres, Premier League, Football League, International World Cup, you name it, they've got it. And you score a goal against your opponent, you play for however many minutes you like. 90 minutes is traditional in football, and whoever scores the most goals, quite obviously, is the winner. Visit punditgames.co.uk if you're going to buy a copy. Every sale generates a donation towards the Lions Food Hub, which is wonderful. We generate 50 quid at Christmas time for the Lions Food Hub. So you can buy yourself a wonderful pastime for the forthcoming summer's afternoons, lazy, hazy, crazy days of summer and also make a contribution to the fantastic Lions Food Hub. Visit punditgames.co.uk and why not pick up a copy of Pundit's number one football trivia board game. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello. Hello, Nick. Hello, listeners. Mike Hayden here following that 2 1 defeat at Coventry. I expected us to lose today, uh, but disappointed nonetheless. Um, I thought we were excellent um, towards the start of the game for the sort of first 20, 25 minutes. Really put them under pressure and looked like we had an idea what we were sort of trying to do going forward and obviously going 1-0 up. Um, we knew that, you know, Coventry uh, possession-based side, being away from home, they're on a good run of form. They were always going to come back into the game. But I thought we battled really well in that first half uh, and, um, you know, managed to go into the break 1-0 uh, up. Um, the problem with the team <laughs> kind of at the moment is that we've we've got some sort of defensive mishap in us, um, which, you know, does happen from time to time. But it feels like it's happening every game at the moment. Um, and, you know, Tanganga giving away the penalty. Did he really need to make that challenge? Fairly tight angle. <laughs> you know, maybe you just let him have a shot there. Um, and um, But I think the worrying thing is that the team just seemed to collapse at the moment. Um, we just go into sort of panic mode. We lose all shape and then they score again straight away. And to be honest, we were under the cosh for pretty much all that second half. And we just never looked like recovering when we concede a goal. Um, and that's a real, real worry. Um, you know, you question the character of the side, um, to be honest. I mean, to try and get us out of a hole, they just seem unable to do so. Um, and we lose a lot of games and points from actually winning positions, which is, again, um, a concern. But I think my main concern is that we seem to have gone backwards under Edwards. Um, and this is even after he's managed to bring in a, a couple of players. Um, you know, it looks a long way away that get that time when we sort of had three on the spin and I thought he was starting to turn it round. But we look like we've gone backwards and um, with the teams in the bottom three sort of picking up points now, we're not far away from that bottom three. And uh, there is that bottom six, I think, really, if you look at it with Stoke and Birmingham and including ourselves. But it's um, it's concerning. Um, Tanganga has been absolutely useless since he signed, though. I mean, I, I don't know what's going on with him. Um, still not match fit, maybe. I, I don't know. But he, he just looks way off the pace, um, which is really disappointing because <laughs> he seemed like quite, quite the marquee signing. But sometimes I feel that, you know, if... Uh, why have we got him? <laughs> you know, the Millwall fan in me there, you know, someone better. If he was any good, wouldn't he be somewhere else? Um, but yeah, Edwards has got a lot of work to do. I mean, I've been saying sort of on Twitter, 
or X as it's now known, that you know, it is a bit of a write-off this season. Uh, let's just make sure that we don't get dragged into a relegation battle, but still worried that that might happen. Um, but still plenty of games to go. Um, we just, don't know, we just don't seem to have much of a clue uh, at the moment when we go behind. And, uh, you know, I'm not looking forward to Valentine's Day at the Den on Wednesday. Um, I think... <laughs> Some of the blokes down there actually might prefer to stay at home with their wives on Valentine's Day this year rather than watch us get thumped at home to Ipswich. But anyway, we 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 crack on. Come on, you lines. Joe from Chicago here. Uh, I think we can all just let out a collective. Fuck! That was horrible. Just truly terrible. Got up at 5.45 in the morning for this. Again, Millwall sucks on international TV. Like, Sky should never have Millwall again. They're truly awful. And the broadcaster was calling Essay Roman Essay. Apparently, he's Italian now. So that was interesting. This team just isn't good. Now I, an American, have to listen to everyone be like, Oh, Haji writes so good. Haji writes so good. And he just was arguably shit today but Sarkic let in that easy goal on the second goal the penalty was absolutely stupid just like what were you going for Tanganga this team is trash and they didn't even get a shot on goal in the second half like if this team goes to league one I don't know if I'm gonna be able to pay for local broadcasts it's just not worth it if they're going to play like this. <sighs> I love them, but this team is killing me. Hope all is well. Huge thank you, Mike and Joe there. Yeah, lots lot to um, dwell upon there. I think you're right, Joe. Um, the the international market will certainly suffer um, if we do fall into the depths of League One. I mean, just on a serious note, um, the increasing importance of TV coverage and the international market, as I've called it, is, you know, as much as it might stick in the craw of us old cold blow laneites, um, this is where the future of the game lies. And we've got to be conscious of this. I mean, we have been filling the den quite nicely recently with many US-based fans coming over for their for their uh, football weekends, soccer weekends, um, and also the European market. Will we still get that if we're going to be playing Stevenage or, um, as, as uh, Matt said earlier on, Morecambe or somebody? I think it's highly unlikely. The, the game, whether we like it or not at Millwall, I think the game is changing and we have to move with it or else we will certainly be victims of it. And you've only got to look down the road at SE7 at Charlton to see you know, if they survive in League One listeners this season, they'll call it a good season. That's that's the level they've fallen to. So it doesn't take much. Um, Mike's point is, is is good about the character. I'm sure we're going to return to this in the other voicemails that we've got to play this afternoon, listeners. Um, does this team have the spine and the character? I think probably we've answered that question a few times since since Blackburn, since the end of last season. The Blackburn game's a classic example of it, but we've seen it on into this season. The squad may change. The um, the, the team that took the field yesterday is a different one to the one that took the field against Blackburn, but somehow the, the mentality continues, this panic under fire. Why is that? It's beyond me. I, I don't know. Um, the game isn't radically different from the past, and other teams seem to find character, and they seem to find players that don't melt when the... 
the, the, the heat gets going. In fact, they respond to it. Um, I don't buy the idea that Mill's a particularly difficult place to go to, to play your football at because the fans really will get behind you if you can show even a modicum of skill and, and technique and commitment. Um, but somehow we, we are lacking that at the moment. The defensive mishaps, Mike makes a good point about the, the mental collapse that allows that to happen. So two good messages there. Incidentally, listeners, if you want to contribute to Act On Will, I would love it if you contributed to Act On Will. Just give me a shout on um, X. On the, direct message me on X. My messages are always open, but not for any personal issues or, or you know, uh, try and tell me about your problems. Um, I've got enough of them myself. But if you do want to contribute to the show, hit me up on X and we can exchange mobile numbers or you can even just buzz me a, a voice note on X. It's pretty simple. And I'll always try to include every single message that I get, whether on, um, you know, one by one show or another, we'll get you on there. So do give me a shout. It's great to get the contributions. A big thank you to Mike and Joe. Next up, we're going to go with Angelo and Simon Fay. Hi, Nick. It's Angelo, mate. Um, Nick, I just wanted to um, just say a few words. Um, obviously, I'm seeing a lot of, obviously, negative comments all over the place. Um, and all I just want to say is I, I can remember... I can remember like the last, the last few games of like Rowett, and I was sitting in my son, and I just I thought there's no way I can do another season ticket watching this crap. Do you know what I mean? And yes, we are all very very disappointed at the moment with the, with the way the results are going. But I I'm so sure that we're not going to go down. And you know, Edwards is working with 98% of Gary Rowett's players and. We're seeing glimpses of good stuff, yeah. You know, we we should have been three 0 up today, um, and uh, and put the game to bed. But but yeah, we 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 don't seem to be able to um, to sustain the good periods of play. But I'm still convinced that this geezer is the right man for the job. We have just got to forget about this season, survive, and let the guy get his own players in 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 uh, in in the summer. And I just. I just believe that you know the football's better, and I can see things happening. Yeah, you know, and and again, you know, Tanganga's getting ripped apart on uh, social media. Obafemi people moaning about already. These guys have played two games in like over a year. Do you know what I mean? They are not fit. They they are going to be good players, but we've just got to be a bit more patient, mate. And um, as a fan base, we've just got to grit our teeth. Get behind these players, and 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 I just believe that we'll come good under this manager. I really do. I just think he has got it, um, but he needs to get his own players in, mate. He's he's working with players that are not his, and um, and yeah, that's all I really wanted to say. Is yeah, I'm disappointed. I hate seeing Mill lose, but get behind the manager. Get behind the manager. We we will survive this season, and then you know let let's. Um, a lot, lot of these players are gonna are gonna go, you know, the the older players with no contracts or whatever. And let's see what 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 we do in the summer. Let's see if James Burrison is gonna back him. And um, but yeah, I'm convinced that that we're in the right hands. And um, and that's all I wanted to say, really, mate. Um, you know, just let's all try and keep positive. Get behind this manager and be patient. Patience is the key here because. There's no way anyone could have come in and sorted this mess out straight away. You know, within within a matter of weeks, we need to we need to be patient. So that's it, Nick. I hope you're well and uh, come on, you lions. Morning, Nick. 
Simon Fay just calling in on uh, Monday morning after the 2-1 uh, loss to Coventry City. That was tough, Nick. It's same old, same old, isn't it? We play well, we do well, we attack, we just don't take chances. And if you don't take your chances, you don't win football matches. Is Joe Edwards the man for the job? Yes, he is. Are these players the players for the job? No, they are not. There's no bollocks in this side, Nick. And if we drop into the relegation, you could have Pep Guardiola managing this side. There ain't no bollocks. There's no spine. There's no fucking arsehole. When we went 2-1 down yesterday, no one, and I mean no one, thought, do you know what? We might actually nick a point here. It weren't happening. And it's never going to happen. The players have got no bollocks. And that needs... That needs sorting out in the summer. The players with no bollocks, they got to fuck off. And if it means the likes of Hutchinson, Cooper, Savile... Do you know what? If you don't want to be here, fuck off. Just stop taking a wage. I know I'm sounding like I'm ranting, Nick. But I'm fucking angry. I am fucking livid. These cunts put on a fucking Millwall shirt and they play well for 30 minutes and then they think, do you know what? Yeah, that'll do, boys. What? Yeah, we'll sit on this 1-0. We've been doing this for fucking four years and it still don't fucking work. This is insanity. It's the definition of insanity. And you can't say it's the manager because we've been doing it the same under the last three managers. We were doing it under Harris, we were doing it under Rowett, and we're doing it under fucking Joe Edwards. It's the fucking players. We've still got players from the fucking Harris regime. League One players. Nothing has fucking changed, and it needs to. Anyway, thanks for listening to me and Rent. Um, if anyone thought we were getting anything out of Coventry, we were very much mistaken. This is the, t- this is the team that come from behind to beat the runaway league leaders and lost once at home all season. If we're getting out of this, we don't beat the likes of Coventry and Southampton. We beat the likes of Sheffield Wednesday who are coming up, Rotherham, Brum- uh, Birmingham, Blackburn, Huddersfield. They're the games we need to win. Not Southampton away. We fucking destroyed Huddersfield. We're not going to get anything from there. If we do, bonus. We've got 15 games left and eight of them are around, the teams around us. They're the games we need to win and anything else we can pick up from Southampton away or Leicester at home is a bonus. Anyway, on to Ipswich. Come on, you lads. Cheers, uh, Simon and Angelo. Two great messages there. In, in their different ways, Simon and Angelo are in tune with what I think. Uh, listeners and that is that we've got to get behind Joe Edwards Um, I I read a lot of stuff online about how um, Edwards is out of his depth I'm sure you know he's new to football management at this level I know that he's 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 worked with um, some top level talents at Chelsea uh, the national side and and Everton and so on we all know his his backstory but he's not managed um, where livelihoods are on the line as it is in the championship so he's going to be learning I I think he might want to reflect on the way we approached the second half yesterday, dear listeners, 
because to be 1-0 up, touch of fortune, but some also some bloody good play in that first half by Millwall. Um, to, to let that re- relinquish that in the second half, he might want to think about what he could do differently and better. I think he will do, because I get a sense he's a thoughtful bloke. Um, but he probably was naive in the second. I think others have said that elsewhere um, about the naivety of keeping the game open in the second half, even though that's the style that we want to achieve. I do agree with Simon, and I've said, I think, in this show already about the need to focus on the winnable games, the, the must-win games. There's there's probably about seven or eight must-wins, and then whatever we can scratch from the other games will be a bonus. We need to get into the upper 40 point level to uh, to start thinking about survival which is utterly crucial for financial reasons and um, all the reasons we've touched on in this show and previous shows we can't afford to to get relegated we've invested a lot of money already in this training round out uh, at Dartford Swanley out that way and that seems to have gone cold I don't know if you've noticed that listeners I don't don't hear much about it at one point the club were, were putting a lot of money into working with uh, Seven Oaks District Council out that way, trying to do local community works. So I, I, I haven't, correct me if I'm wrong, listeners, I, that seems to have just gone off the boil a little bit. And I do think it's probably because we're needing to think about the financial aspects of, of the cost of building the training ground. That's Building work is, is an expensive business in now, always has been, especially now in the current um, cost of living crisis. So I agree with Angelo. Negative comments online, tempting in the moment, and obviously people are entitled to their views, but we've got to get behind Joe Edwards. I personally endorse and support what he's trying to achieve. I think I think both Angelo and, and Simon, in, in their different ways, have said the, the, the football under Rowett, the football under Harris, let's be honest, was becoming um, a dirge to watch. It certainly was under the, the late stage of... of um, Gary Rowett, when it wasn't a dirge, we collapsed in big-time situations. We, we, we won't go over all that again, but um, we have to move along. We have to be prepared to adapt to the modern game. And I think Joe Edwards and his style is the way to take it, but we won't be doing that playing Fleetwood in in League two, in League 1. League 2, there's a slip of the tongue. Anyway, big thank you, Angelo and Simon. Let's go now to Ben Anthony, and let's have Bobby. Let's have a listen to Bobby. Hello, Nick. Hello, listeners. Ben Anthony here calling in, uh, just reading up on a story that apparently Joe Edwards and Tanganga are to be put under RSPCA watch lists and potentially banned from owning a dog uh, due to their inability to hold on to a lead. Um, We've got big problems at Millwall. It's one that we've had for quite a long time now, and that is a mentality one. We we cannot cannot handle conceding a goal. Uh, and then we all saw it coming, I think. As soon as that penalty was given, we knew what was coming next. And within four minutes, we were 2-1 down. And that that was it. We all knew it was game over. We could have switched the TV off because what's the point in watching the rest of it when we know what's going to happen? We had no ideas after that. We, the, the, um, the momentum had all gone and that sort of flowing football had no direction all of a sudden so yeah it's a it's an issue that I think preceded Joe Edwards it's one that he's inherited uh, amongst other issues and I guess the biggest problem is that 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 I'm not seeing the corrections I'm not seeing uh the progress suddenly 
we we were we looked like we were making progress in terms of the style of play and we do look good for about half an hour of each game but that's not uh, sustainable and that's not healthy for any football club to be only playing well for half an hour each game so yeah change is needed something needs to happen and it is up to Edwards it's a big test for him now he, he does need to fix something whatever it is that he needs to do to change the mentality of these players and make them have a bit of a backbone that needs to be done and it needs to be done urgently uh, we are, we've got a decent squad, and I think we have, a, a, you know, at times we show really good style of play and we show really good attacking intent. And I think there are worse teams than us in this league. Uh, so I'm still not massively panicking about relegation. That could change if we fail to win in the next two games, uh, particularly Sheffield Wednesday on the horizon. Um, yeah, so I'm not panicking yet, but. I do want to see some signs of something happening, some some changes taking place. Very pleased for SA. Uh, he took his goal well and pleased that he got a start. Hopefully he, that um, can carry on. I thought Fleming played really well in the first half and, you know, much like most of the players, was anonymous in the second half. Uh, Denor, really, really good for most of the game, I thought. Um, fair play to him. But, yeah, big questions being asked of this team still and uh, some questions now starting to be asked of of the management purely because the the weaknesses that were there when he came in we're not seeing enough of a sign that they're they're being diminished so yeah let's see what happens in the next week all right see you later good afternoon nick hart bobby t here fucking here just i left the fucking ground now mate fucking on the way home now mate Coventry building arena, my fucking arse. Payback time, those sky blue mugs. Ramon essay, my son, take a bow. You should have been starting every fucking week. Yeah, see Mr Edwards, Joey Edwards, you saw my text. Anyway, essay to the point, more game time. He put into his watch and all that stuff. Yeah, first half, fucking great. You know, winning 1-0, yeah. And needs more game time. First half, held a ball. Coventry had the ball all the time, as much as they fucking like, who cares, mate? It was solid as a wall at the middle of the back, first half. I'm just fucking fuming, mate. Second half, what happened? Two penalties, two fucking penalties, mate. Same old mill. Do I trust the process? No, I fucking don't, Joey Edwards, mate. Because anyone delusional thinks we're going to fucking beat Ipswich. Stoke away to QPR. First half was all right. I mean, I just don't know what happened in the second half. Yeah, we played well and all that. I'm up to here now, I mean, Jekyll and Hyde, fucking Millwall. I mean, no coffee today, Danny Mack comes in and all that. Oh, but Fenby starts, what did he fucking do? One good shot and all that. Fucking hell, again, sorry boys and girls and fucking Nick Hart. It cut out again, right, yeah, I'm on the fucking motorway going home now, mate. I'm just fucking fuming, right, yeah. Lost 2-1. Are we down? I don't know, but I'm fucking fuming. Right, all I know is there that Mill till I die and we're too good to go down. But again, Coventry City, I don't care if they're six, mate. And Bradshaw, look, all I know is right, yeah, Joe Edwards, I don't trust the process. I'm I'm losing my rag now, right? Fucking ruin my weekend. Valentine's. Are we gonna beat Ipswich? I don't think so. Sheffield Wednesday? We're in a dog fight. Fucking love Millwall. All the way to that fucking fucking building site arena to winning one nil. Essay, put into your watch. Telling the boss, this boss right here, I'm starting to lose faith. Love you all, Mill fans. 
take it easy and we are not gonna stay up or I, you know what i'm fucking I can't even say my fucking words mate all i'm saying is Millwall, no one likes us next game in switch we're all delusional if we're gonna get the win see you later guys bye for now Millwall. yeah sorry nick hart and as i said a great podcast love the show I love all this, you know, voicemails and all that. So that opinion. And I think our boys have no passion, no fight. They're not up for it, right? Whether it's the manager tactics, the scoring and training, all these fix and all that, SA, Obafembi, uh, whatever you Adam Mayer, Ad John Major, whoever it is, no passion, no fight. And I'm heartbroken if we go down. We can't go to League One. Anyway, Bobby for now, signing off. Millwall till I die. Take care, Nick Hart. I tell you what, Bobby, you're building a fan base. On someone said the other day, um, what happened to Bobby? And um, here he is, distinctive style, Bobby. Distinctive style, mate. I'd, I'd, I'd make you right about starting Roman essay. I thought he did well yesterday. Clearly, needs more game time, as 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 Bobby said there. Um, and also, we didn't really see enough of Adam Mayor when he came in. I mean, he's, he's new to the club. He came in late and. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how it develops. But any any input of creativity going forwards, I'm hoping that Ida Moemarku will be back fit soon. Pace up front, creativity up front, that will get the chances because we didn't create with nothing in the second half, listeners. Um, just having a look at my notes here, the first half we've mentioned many times, but not one um, chance that I've noted for Millwall in the second half. That's, that's we've said, how many times I say that's not good enough. Um, too many times, unfortunately. So a big thank you, Bobby, and big thank you to to Ben Anthony. I do love that RSPCA gag, Ben. I'm going to nick that about not being able to keep hold of a lead. Um, interesting point about the lack of progress under Joe. Um, squad clearly is not his choice of players. I mean, I think others have said that on the show, and um, you know, it's it's an obvious point, really, but. This is still containing one or two players from the Neil Harris days, the League One days, the playoff win days. Um, and they're not players necessarily that, that Joe Edwards would, would choose. Uh, Joe Edwards is clearly able to attract a higher level of, of player. We've, we've seen that with uh, Tanganga, although he's not doing uh, terribly well at the moment, and Obafemi to some extent. Um, but that said, the, the level that we're aiming at now, I... I like, I mean, you know, when we played well, which I, I do accept is only in short doses, and that's not good enough, but when we do play well, it's, it's football I want to see. Whereas I could watch a couple of hours with a Gary Rowett football and I'd be bored stiff. I don't know about you, dear listener, but that would be the big difference between the two for me. That said, 15 games to go now, and we're staring down the barrel of the shotgun. So we've got to start finding some goals. We've got to start finding a way to keep the ball out of our own nets and whatever it takes however pragmatic Joe's got to get I think to some level he's probably got to abandon his some of his principles the game yesterday was open in the second half I know that's how he wants to play it and knock the ball about and pass and move um, but to some extent you've also got to well, not to some extent you have to survive and the way we're going to survive in the league is not to concede goals so defence has to start to become more of an emphasis for Joe. We've got um, a few messages strong again. We're going to go with Jim Hackett, Matt Richards, and then we'll play Adam Wicks. On the Nick, Jim Hackett, just uh, commenting on yesterday's game against Coventry. 
I thought it was a, a disappointing result because obviously we got ourselves in a good position. I thought we looked okay. Obviously, there was the odd chance that, that Coventry got. We scored our goal, which was a, a good finish from Messi and the whole build-up. and the, the, the first half build-up for everything was, was excellent. I think we were just unfortunate, possibly should have had another goal. But going in 1-0 at half-time, as a Millwall supporter, it's never safe, is it? And it just sort of showed that way come the second half. Uh, I won't sort of go too too big on Sarkic or Tanganga because I thought, you know, apart from those minor mistakes that obviously cost us goals, they both had good games. And, and to be fair, the, the whole team, I thought, played well yesterday. The starting team went very well. Like I say, could have had that second goal and that might have made life a little bit easier. But overall, the first half went OK. And the second half, we're always going to be under the cosh against what is a, a decent Coventry team. I think pluses for me were we actually looked like a team that had an idea yesterday. We knew where we were going every time we went forward. Um, probably run out of steam a little bit getting towards the end of the first half and at different points in the second half. But we looked OK. I thought Danny Mack had a, a good game and he, he looked like he'd actually got some confidence and got back to what he, he can do for us. And if his crosses weren't needed to be crosses, were they? Because all he did, he laid the ball back and the, the two times he actually got in behind and did that, he created chances. So he couldn't do a lot more than, than what he did do. SA, again, he, he was going really well and I thought he was standing out a little bit until he got his booking. And it was a stupid booking to get. But again, the referee was a bit that way inclined. But unfortunately, as soon as SA got that booking, you could see he didn't want to put a tackle in. He didn't want to to sort of get mixed with with the opposition players because that might have led to another booking for him. And unfortunately, as soon as he got that yellow card, it was like the end of his game and the end of our attacking threat, I thought, because as much as we attacked well, we also defended excellently. And every time they got the ball, we had players around them. So... It's just one of them things, I suppose. But SA will learn from, from getting a stupid card like that. I thought Honeyman and Denor in the middle of the park were, were excellent. Honeyman gives us energy that that really we do lack when he's not there. And I think it's more apparent the more he plays in there that he is a good team player. He also, in my own mind, I think there was a, a conversation yesterday about leadership. And, you know, if you're looking at leaders in our team, then Honeyman's sort of standing up there and, and doing his bit because a lot of the others aren't. And I don't think uh, Cooper, with the best will in the world, as good a player as he is, I think the, the burden of captaincy sort of sits on him and I don't think he's the right guy for it because it, it takes away from his game and maybe he's thinking about other things rather than just doing the job he's there to do. Um, negatives, I think uh, the, the challenge from, from Tanganga for their penalty... Possibly, I think if he was a poorer defender, he'd have probably just gone to win the ball and knock it out for a corner. But he's he's actually trying to defend it by getting his foot around it so he can keep hold of the ball for some reason. And unfortunately, it led to the penalty. Then the second goal, Cooper's positioning was uh, terrible because he what he should have been doing was pushing into that space where O'Hare picked the ball up. And instead of that, he's waited until O'Hare's got the ball. Honeyman's actually come across to do the job. Couldn't quite get there. Then Cooper hasn't really done anything. He's sort of gone to make half a tackle. Instead of just wiping him out, which he'd have been better off doing. He's he's allowed him to get past him. And then from there, it led to the the pass. Then the shot that 
Sarkic probably could have done better with, but at the end of the day, he's he's made some good saves during the game, and that one just happened to to get past him. So overall, a disappointing result. A, yet another disappointing result. But hopefully, there are signs that, that we've got enough to beat the poorer teams in in the division. We still got to play a lot of the the bottom half of the table, and I think in those games, as long as we've got the right team out there, and that includes Honeyman and and Denor in the centre of the park then I think we'll be all right. I think we've just got to get a, a route to getting some goals. And now SA was in there. Like he, he looked like he could actually continue, you know, not just be dropped in and then taken out. I think he's now a player that you look at him physically, he seems to have grown stronger, more athletic. I think he could do a job for us. And let's hope uh, that we can get him going. And Mayo, when he came on, I thought he put a couple of nice little crosses in. You can see what his game's about. And he could be a clincher for us, you know, as the season goes on. So hopefully we go on, we'll play it, switch on uh, Wednesday, see how that goes. But the big one, I think, is Saturday against Sheffield Wednesday. So fingers crossed and uh, come on, you Lions. Oh, Nick, Matt Richards, um, dialing my thoughts as they are. They seem to change every 10 minutes. Um, yeah, I've, another post-mortem voicemail. Um I think you've got to take, you've got to try and take the positives. There's so many negatives to be all bloody night, and you'd have like a three-hour podcast. Um, the positives were that was a lot better. I think than many of us, all of us, expected um, to be one nil up against Coventry away um, after an hour, um, sixty-five minutes. You know, and we were good for it as well. We weren't lucky. You know, we 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 could have easily been a couple of goals up in the first half. So that's that's a definite positive from where we've been previously. Um, we've got to take some heart from that. But SA did did well. Casper um, Denor was brilliant. Honeyman did really well as well. Um, you know, lots of lots of lots of positives. Oberfemi looked bright. Okay, he he should have scored, but you know, he looked bright as well. So. We've got to take those forward. We've got we've got no we've got no no other options really. We've got to take that forward into the week um, to the Ipswich game, and um, just try and get something out of that. You know, then after that, if we can get if we get some another good performance, we've got Sheffield Wednesday. We seem to be picking up a bit of form, um, but we've got to get a minimum four points from the next next two games because um, we've got some tough ones after that. So yeah, so I've dialed in now. Because I'm being positive. If I dialed in another ten minutes later, I could be really negative. But um, yeah, I thought I'd do a positive voicemail, um, and let's let's look ahead to um, to Wednesday. Okay, all right. Come on, you lines. Cheers, Nick. Afternoon, Nick. Just a quick uh, voice note after that um, disappointing two-one loss away to Coventry. Um, it's getting quite frustrating now. Um, Constantly having reasonable spells, looking like a decent team, not taking our chances, and then um, individual mistakes and just collectively not being good enough, costing us. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's disappointing, isn't it? I just, I think some of the players need to have a real hard look at themselves now because you've got to question um, their desire 
I think some of them to have the bottle to 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 dig in when things get tough. I'm I'm not seeing I'm not seeing enough of it from some of them. Um, you know, we sign half fit players in the January window. Takes them three, four, five games to get up to speed. I mean, by the time Oberfemi completes a full game, we're probably only going to have about five games left the way things are going. Um, we've just got to be better all round. Um, need to get a result soon. Hopefully that comes against Ipswich, who I don't think are playing that that well. Um, and we really just need to get into them. So hopefully we do. Um, need a positive result just to change change the, the mindset of everybody, I think. Um, but yeah, anyway, good goal for Police CSA get his goal. Thought we thought we 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 did string some good stuff together, but just we just can't sustain it, can we? And we haven't got the players that, to come off the bench and maintain it. I thought Watmore and Bradshaw were really disappointing when they come on. Savile, I thought, was really disappointing when he when he came on. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I, th I think you know if we do if we do manage to stay up this season, uh, there needs to be a a very big cull in the summer because we are we are nowhere near are we really looking at it anyway um, onwards to, to Ipswich and come on you Lions Big thank you Adam Wicks there and before him Matt Richards and Jim Hackett yeah there seems to be a malaise across the squad Adam and I, what, you know, I think almost all the messages on today's show have touched on this this lack of spine bottle desire um, whatever your choice of words are listeners there does seem to be a lack of, of backbone and steel across the side, which is something we, we, we almost claim a Millwall as our birthright. More than skill and technique, you have to um, you have to bring commitment, steel, and 100% to Millwall. Anything less, and you'll be found out very quickly, as many, many players have been over time. But it does seem to have gone missing in this side. Um, I can only I'm speculating. I, I've got no inside track. I don't don't keep tabs on the squad. I don't you know don't no one tells me anything, listeners. I just sit and watch from the group on stand like like wherever you sit around the you know around the globe in the in the ground or around the globe. So I see the same things that you see in terms of the match day experience. Um, I can only speculate that the sides must know a large proportion of the side of the squad must know they don't really feature in Joe Edwards' plans and they're not his choice of players. He's got to make the best of what he can out of them. And I suppose like anything in this life, from many, many different areas of, of, of um, you know, life, relationships, whatever, if you know your second choice, then you probably, it digs and eats at you and destroys your morale. I, I just wonder whether there's some of that because in phases we do look the part and then it's almost like we run out of energy to believe in ourselves um we better start finding it soon because um 15 games to go as we've said a couple of times and we do have some critical games starting probably with sheffield wednesday next saturday ipswich in the week who knows what we get there but sheffield wednesday for me is it's not only just a must win it's a bit of a touchstone let's see what kind of mill performance we get from that um yeah, I mean, Jim's point about the the burden of captaincy on Jake Cooper. I I don't think Jake is a captain. I think he's a he's a good player, and I think maybe um you know maybe if he is relieved of that burden, as as Jim's put it, 
we might see something of the old Jake back again. But um, it, it, he hasn't played. It's, it's like his mind is away with the fairies. The, the, the amount of space given to the Coventry forward to run into for that second goal was criminal yesterday. I know there are other players, most midfield, but someone should have, Jake Cooper, should have done something to stop that run at one each. We've still got a point in our in our pockets. And um, sometimes you have to do whatever's, whatever's required. Um, the other interesting point, one I think Jim made the point in, at the start of his, his message about the second half. There was a graphic on, on Sky showing how many goals, I think it was goals scored by Coventry in the second half. They lead the, the league in terms of comebacks in the second half. So we kind of knew what we, we were going to get. That's got to come down to the manager, though. Um, you know, we've been trying on this show to be positive towards Joe Edwards, but equally, he's not beyond criticism because I think the the open style that we took on the second half probably contributed to our demise in the end. Um, and I do, Matt. Yeah, I know how you the changing the changing man. Um, Paul Weller album, that's track changing man. Um, I'm the same. I, I go around in circles to whether I want to see, um, you know. The Joe Edwards style continue, which I, I think I do in my heart, versus some of the pragmatism of the Rowett era. So I know what you mean about changing every 10 minutes. We're going to re- complete today's show, dear listeners, with the final three messages. That's going to be David Leader Kramer, John Rankin, and we'll play out with Michael Avery. I want to say a big thank you to everyone for their contributions in today's show. I want to thank you, dear listener for listening into this difficult shows it's it become i'm conscious that we're doing misery shows at the moment it's quite hard to keep saying similar things in different ways each each show but we try our best um so a big thank you to you too and um we'll be back after the ipswich game on thursday with a show then reviewing whatever comes from what looks like a very difficult fixture but let's keep our fingers crossed we've got some happier sentiments for you on on thursday after the ipswich game until then dear listeners from me nick Hart, signing out now thank you for listening arrivederci mule and bye for now we're going to play you out now with uh david john and then michael hi nick uh, david leader kramer here um well what can you say it just seems the same every every week at the moment um we start off really well we score a goal we're on top then we seem to run out of steam and uh, other side comes back and then we lose. Um, it's, it's just got a kind of repetitive edge to it. Having said that, I thought I'd mention a couple of things which uh, hopefully uh, might be a little different. Firstly, I think we need to give credit to Coventry. I think they've got a good ta- good side. And although we're always looking at our mistakes, you know, I think they, they did come back into the game well. And, um, you know, that's not to be, that's not to be underestimated from, from a Millwall perspective. Um, secondly, I do think that we are definitely missing leaders out there on the pitch. Certainly, the loss of Hutchinson um, is, is, is quite a big loss, I think, even though he isn't the most vociferous. He does give Cooper a much more... Um, it gives Cooper a lot of confidence, which I think is very important. And I think Leonard is also a big loss because he's a very dependable player and has had a, been, had a really good season up to his injury. Obviously, relying on two people with terrible records of in, terrible injury records is a bit worrying but I think if we get them back we could well be okay um we're in a difficult run I certainly don't think we should replace Edwards or anything so stupid because firstly no one's going to come in and do a better job I don't think and secondly I just think it's down to player error rather than his selection or 
what he says. I think he says the right things after the game and should be given credit for that. Um, I just hope we can stay up. I think we should be able to stay up, even though things look a bit depressing at the moment. Uh, and uh, hopefully we'll get some points in the next couple of games. Ipswich won't be easy by any means. I think, you know, they're a hard team to beat and they're in a very, very good position in the league. Sheffield Wednesday is a big crunch game for us, no question about that. And we have to get, I would think, four points out of the next six to be satisfied that uh, things are going in the right direction. Anyway, um, over and out. Hello, Nick. Hello, Acton Millwall. John Rankin here after the uh, defeat of Coventry. Oh, what a what a punch in the guts uh, that was after starting so well. And what a delight to see Roman SA score a goal. Still, again, you know... <sighs> It's a cruel game football because lots and lots of positives to take from that game. Um, good performances from SA. Um, I think Oberfemi isn't fit, uh, lacks a bit of match practice. So it's good that he's had a couple of games under his belt because he had a chance in the first half where he should have really made it 2-0. Um, but yeah, we played really well and we got through to the first half. And we came out and, you know, a fateful two or three minutes when we gave away a penalty, needlessly really. And on the break, you know, Jake Cooper, wildly out of position, allowed him to cut through the middle. And it's, you know, it's so, so soul-destroying really um, as a Millwall supporter. So... Um, you know, I'm not dwelling on it too much. I think basically what is crying out to me is a lack of a captain because um, we just lose concentration and our back defensive players, our back three or four or five or whoever, you know, there's no voice in there marshalling them and telling them to look up and go right, go left, check this guy, stand your man up, all this kind of stuff, you know. Um, and sometimes they get wildly out of position. I saw Harding and Cooper miles out of positions. I don't know what they're doing, you know, in these four positions. You're 1-0 up, away from home, you've got a strong side coming on to you. Yes, don't drop too deep because it invites too much pressure, so you need to press, but you need to press in your position. So I would put George Honeyman as, as captain. Um, I'm really convinced about that. So anyway, on to Ipswich. Let's, you know, keep our heads up and try and get some points on the ball. They will come. We've just got to keep playing, get a captain sorted out. Keep Jake Cooper on there, um, but explain to him that, you know, it's no reflection on him as a player or as a person, but you've got to give that captain's armband to Honeyman, Savile, you know, someone um, who can look around see what's going on, and commands respect as well. You know, I think Honeyman commands respect because he's got Premier League, Premiership experience, and um, I think he needs to be given that black uh, that armband to be captain. So anyway, that's my five penneth. Come on, you the ones. Right, so Michael Avery here on the show. And yeah, oh, I think you could tell by my tone of voice just how frustrating that was. You know, I've, I've watched... A really fir- good first half, really good first half from Millwall. Um, you know, you see the comments online that people are saying and you go to games and you say about, you know, Edwards is doing this wrong and he's doing that wrong and have we made the decision wrong? I thought aside from that um, moment where they hit the post and it rebounded back and all that kind of stuff, 
I thought Millwall were excellent today. I really, really did in the first half. First half, need to clarify. Um, I thought that, you know, we was attacking well, we was breaking well. And I, I'll, I'll even say it. I'll even say that I think that Sarkic was probably one of the best players in the first half, if not the best player in the first half. He was solid in goal. He was confident. He was coming out claiming the ball. He saves. I mean, there was one, that the, the shot they had... Um, that funded and he tipped it over. I generally thought it hit the bar. That's how right it was hit and, and bounced off his hand. But it was a good save. And I just thought he was really confident, doing really, really well. And then, uh, obviously, Coventry in the second half, they, they hit us uh, where they get the penalty, which was a penalty. There's no um, complaints from me. And then in the space of three, four minutes, we go from being a side who were dominating the better side and arguably would have gone away with the points, or at least a point at the very least, to a team who's completely and utterly thrown it away. And then Sky doing their usual, oh, let's just chuck every stat we can at it. You know, there was a, they said something like 15 minutes, Millwall barely touched the ball in their half, Millwall barely done anything. They've had like 12 million shots and we've had none. And this, and it was showing you the positions and the points that we lose from winning positions as well. And it was only going to go one way when those stats were flashing up and, you know, Coventry were on the break. I'm look. I'm not a massive Joe Edwards lover. I've always given managers time, no matter who's in charge. You give them time, you support them, you support the side. That's what you do. You can have your criticisms, and I get and everyone's entitled to their criticisms. But if that is what is being chosen, you support and you get behind. I put out on social media, and you know people may disagree with me. If you want, again, you're perfectly entitled to your opinions. But unless Joe Edwards has gone and said to that team at half-time, do you know what, lads? You've done really, really, really well first half. Now completely turn it on his head and just don't do anything and let Coventry back into the game and let them break. And Jake Cooper, don't put in a tackle when they're hitting you on the break. I don't know how we've gone from so good um, in the first half and to, to be in that position. Yes, Coventry have got, what, like a five, six, seven, eight million pound striker up front who, who had a good game. But that's no excuse for Sarkic, you know, going a little bit limp wrist and, and the ball, um, just going in the bottom corner, considering how well he played in the first half. And then after that goal went in, you know, he flapped a few times. He come out for a ball and flapped again. And when we really needed to press and get that goal back, I mean, I think I saw Tony Monday made a good point. There was a lot of sideways passing. You know, there was a high ball in the air, two Millwall players challenging for it in, in stoppage time, challenging each other rather than one going for it and the other one peeling off. And it did just all fall apart. Um, I also put on social media and shared in our group chat looking at the stats, you know, it's seriously concerning the amount of games we've played um, under Edwards and even under Gary Rowett that you've got Fleming, who's only scored six in all competitions, Nisbet, who's only scored five, Bradshaw, who's only scored four. So between our three our three attackers or our main strike force, we've only scored 15 goals. And the next one after that, I mean, looking at it now, is Harding on three. Of the def- firstly, a defender, but a defender who hardly ever plays. He's only one behind and two behind Bradshaw and Nisbet. And Nisbet, let's not forget, like, again, I'm not criticising the fan base whatsoever, but, you know, when Nisbet come in, everyone was absolutely waxing lyrical where he was the missing piece. And if we would have signed him in January, how good he would have been. I haven't seen anything from him, really. I mean, unless I'm not watching enough football at Millwall, I'm, I'm, I've not seen anything from Nisbet that thinks he's the answer at the moment. Bradshaw's still the boy for me. But we need... First off, we're too good to go down. We're too good to go down on that first half performance. Second half, we might as well put us in that dogfight because we ain't good enough. 
And what's worrying now is that QPR are starting to pick up points and they're getting these little runs on, or at least positive performances. You know, and Sheffield Wednesday got a good win. I think what's helping Millwall at the moment is that Stoke and Birmingham be being pulled into it. Will we go down? No. Is Joe was the right man? I'm still leaning towards yes, but he needs to support and back in and the players in. Has he got the right players? As I just said there, no. We need the right players in. We need to clear out in the summer because that sentiment that we keep continuously going on about and what Fizz and Nick, Nick said in a week um, is just getting is wearing a bit thin now. You know, we lost Jed Wallace um, for nothing because of the sentiment. You know, we've lost so many players over the years because of sentiments and there's been too many who've stayed around because we're being sentimental. Football's a business. That's all you hear now. Football is a business. Well, not being funny, if you've got employees who ain't doing their job in the office, you get rid of them and all. <sighs> Keep the faith. Keep the faith, dear listener. Come on, you lines. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.